Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode F, Follow Your Heart with Heather Markell. Hello, lots of exciting stuff today. Let's just jump right in. So first is our Name the Emotion segment. This listener writes in, we were stuck at home all day with no way to leave and it was too cold outside. And the emotion this listener writes is bored and trapped. I feel you there. Especially for me, the times between three and five are the hardest. It's just the middle of the afternoon. We're waiting for daddy to get home, waiting to make dinner. I feel you there. I've never been so bored as when I've had kids. (laughs) When I'm alone, there's plenty of things to do or relax or sleep. But when you're with kids, it's kind of their agenda. Okay, the next one is my own. I went in last week for my glucose test because I'm 25 weeks. Well, no, 26. And I have never seen the parking lot so full. I drove around for five minutes and I couldn't find a parking spot. No one was leaving. There were spots that said reserved for valet and I should have just parked there because it was a joke. And if you've ever been pregnant, you know that when you're taking your glucose test, it's kind of time sensitive. So I decided to wait for the valet, but even that was a five minute wait. And so I was just staring at the clock, feeling anxious and helpless because the time was passing so quickly and there was nothing I could do. I couldn't just leave my car and go in. So fortunately, the valet got to me and I ran up, went in the elevator, so out of breath. And they were still able to do the glucose test. Phew! I guess it was within 10 minutes or something, so it was still able to work. Thank goodness. And then the last one, this listener writes in, My son asked me why there are too many pillows on my bed. I replied, men have been asking that question for decades. (laughs) One minute he's pushing my buttons, the next he's making me laugh. I can relate to this. I always say that my husband is my comic relief, and we just need that sometimes. We need to laugh and release all that tension that we're building up. Okay, I did make a list of toddler rules that I came up with, but you'll have to wait till the end of the episode because I really want to get to this interview. And if you want to hear it, then you can tune in at the end. And if not, then just end the episode early. My list is a short, quick one. It is the five most recent pictures on my phone. So the first one is a screenshot of the Quirtle for today. If you haven't played Quirtle or don't know what it is, Google it. If you like word games like me, you'll be addicted. (laughs) The next is a recipe for a sauce for the chicken that we're having tonight. I've been trying to switch things up with chicken and we're having veggies with pasta and so I found this yummy butter sauce that I'm going to make. The next picture is a screenshot of a toy organizer on Facebook Marketplace that I want to buy for my preschool. The next picture is ideas for Mario Day that's coming up March 10th. You know, Mario from Super Mario and Nintendo 64, all that. Yeah, celebrate Mario Day. Because why not use an excuse to celebrate? And the last one is actually a video and it's of Brant's first steps. He's finally trying to walk and getting that courage. He's been so scared. For the longest time, but he's getting there.
Okay, and before we launch into this interview, I have three quotes for you about following your heart. The first one is, if you want to know where your heart is, look where your mind wanders. Isn't that so true? What do you find yourself thinking about all day? What do you find yourself secretly wishing? Jody Moore always says, ask yourself what your secret wish is because that brings up different things because of the word secret. What are you secretly wishing for? The next quote is by Lala Delia, and I may have shared this before, and if I have, well, then that just means it's really good. It says, keep taking time for yourself until you're you again. This goes right along with self-care and following your heart, because if you're true to yourself, you'll feel like yourself, and you'll be living your true identity. And then the last one is, there are many things in life that will catch your eye, but only a few will catch your heart. Pursue those. And this leads very well into my interview with Heather. She is a full-time traveler, so I'll talk more about that. And even if you don't want to pursue that interest, she talks about relating it to following other dreams that are on your heart. Well, I'm here with Heather. Hello, Heather. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. (laughs) If you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to me and my listeners. Sure. Um, my name is Heather Markell, and I um, quit my 25-plus year career in corporate America um, for a career break that I, four years later, turned into a way of life. So I am now a full-time traveler. And uh, as a certified um, business coach and life coach, I now help other people that have the dream to travel full-time with or without a job um, to figure out how to afford it and how to make it possible. That is so neat. It's so interesting. I feel like you're very unique as a guest. And so I'm so excited to have you on my show. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So when I was looking at your page, the part that stuck out to me was how to follow your heart when your head gets in the way. I really love that phrase. Yes. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So could you speak to that for a moment? Sure. Uh, That is because I spent most of my life following my head and doing what other people told me I should be doing and, you know, all the logic in life. I mean, I battled for years with this idea of, I know I'm not happy where I'm at, but where do I want to go? And the thing that kept popping into my heart is I love traveling and meeting people. My head's like, but who does that for a career? You know. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was this constant battle uh, that was also present in my, um, I was married And uh, I battled for years about whether I was unhappy and do I stay, do I go? And the battle between my head and my heart, of course, became the emotional distress, became physical pain, and I herniated two discs in my neck. So yeah, that was the most excruciating pain I'd ever felt. And uh, in January 2017, I, um, longer story short, started feeling a pain in my chest And I reflected back to those herniated discs and I thought, I'm not turning this unhappiness with work (laughs) into a bigger physical problem. So that's Mm -hmm. when I committed to quit. And uh, what happened was all of the arguments in my mind that used to be my head saying, oh, or my heart saying, oh, let's go do this. And my head saying, no, we need health insurance and we need, you know, rent, all that. Um, Suddenly my, my heart would say, well, you know, what if what if I don't make enough money when I, when I quit my job and my head was like, what if you make more money because you actually followed your dreams, you know, and it was this bizarre shift um, when they started working together. Mm, That's so neat. 
Yeah, it's so interesting how often our emotional problems manifest themselves physically. It's it's so interesting how they're all connected. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what does your daily life look like now? What do you live in? What do you travel in? Do you live in like a motorhome or what what does it look like? <laughs> no, it's it's interesting. Um there's so many ways to have this life. Um I'm someone I don't have a motorhome. I travel internationally. Mm. So um what I do is I typically um set out and I pick a first destination. Um, I get a one-way ticket um, and I just make sure that I'm familiar with rules like is am I only allowed to stay for 90 days? Do I have to prove to immigration upon arrival that I'm leaving? So do I need to get an exit ticket for that Mm -hmm. purpose? And then I just kind of book two, three nights hotel in the first city and work my way wherever I'm going. So yeah, it's, it's a very different than vacation travel where everything was pre-booked. This is like, I, I'm just going to start here and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. That's so neat. Wow. I noticed on your page too, you talk about how to afford travel or how to make it possible. How have you been able to do that? So there's a million ways, obviously not enough time to explain them all with you today, but, but yeah, it's um, first off the thing that baffled me was to learn that full-time travel is dramatically less expensive than a fixed life in one location. Mm. Um, You know, you don't have rent. You don't have to buy big bottles of shampoo, the big bottle of olive oil, the like, you know, you don't pay utilities. So, uh, and it's therefore up to you to budget your life. And budget is one of the key ways to afford full-time travel is knowing how much money you have, how much you can spend each month and sticking in that budget. Um, And ideally, you're also if you have work around the travel um, and that can look like full time work now because remote work has finally become really popular, uh, that can look like project work that can look any way you want. And hopefully you're adding on and allowing the full time travel to become sustainable over a long period of time. Mm, Yes, that makes sense. And then one other thing that I saw, too, was how do you help people take that courageous step to live their dreams? What does that look like? Yeah. So what I do with my clients is I kind of focus on three aspects. Um, The first is mindset. The second is money. And the third is planning. Mm -hmm. Because often what keeps us from our dreams is that fight between our head and our heart. (laughs) So I first go with my clients into all of those fears that are coming up, whether that's, and usually, you know, money is the top fear (laughs) I find. (laughs) You, you might be afraid of, well, I might be lonely. So I'm a solo traveler, right? So there's plenty of people that want to do this alone and worry about that. Uh, so we kind of go into each aspect of, you know, all those fears that are causing them to hesitate about doing this. Hmm. Um, and then we go into the money, you know, so what does your, because, because the money for travel has many aspects, um, including like how, what kind of style do you want to travel in? Um, are you that, are you the Ritz Carlton person and therefore you do need a lot of money or are you a backpacker and there's everything in between. So kind of sussing that out and looking at, um, figuring out how much longer I actually wrote an ebook called how to afford full-time travel all about Mm. all the formulas, right. To, uh, to be able to figure out, you know, when can I quit? Do I have enough money to do it now? And if I don't, how much longer do I need to work? full time anyway, to be able to have the money I need to travel for the duration I think I want to travel. Hmm. So um, it's figuring out all those things. And then planning is around 
um, understanding logistics. Are you, you know, going with the flow? Are you pre-planning um, what, what things are important to your experience, vaccination, taxes, you know, all those logistical things that you need to think about before doing this life. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds great. I love how you're doing what you love and then also helping others to do that as well. So that's perfect. And then what are some of the most favorite places you've traveled? You probably get that question a lot. <laughs> I do. And um, it's hard. Often people ask me, what's my one favorite place? And that is impossible. <laughs> um, so I have many favorite places. And it's funny because before I traveled full time, I took vacation. So I went, Europe was my favorite place in the world, particularly France. Um, I speak fluent French. Mm. And so once I started full time travel and travel, I could like go anywhere. And I went far um, the world kind of blew my mind. So mm. I, I went uh, first to South America and that was amazing. Argentina. I loved Argentina. Um, Peru was amazing. And just getting to Machu Picchu and mm. how, and that it's still standing and like the ingenuity of people so long ago to make a structure that's still standing. Um, and then Easter Island, um, which if you're seeing my background, um, the Moai, the story of, of how they got there, where they came from, um, fascinating. And then Africa also, I have never in my life had such a visceral connection to, to a place, to a mm. land. Um, and particularly Cape Town and Namibia were two favorites. Um, plus the animals, like me being the zoo for the animals was wonderful. I mm. love that experience. <laughs> wow, that's so neat. It's so cool to hear about. Do you have a goal with your travel? I know some people are like, oh, I want to go to every continent or how do you decide where to go next? Yeah, it's funny because uh, my first year of full-time travel was very introspective and looking at who I am and what I want. And I got really frustrated because I'm like, I haven't, I'm not figuring out what, why I'm traveling. What's the point? <laughs> um, and I met this young man in his 20s who had just finished 18 months of full-time travel and was going back to a job. And he said something to me that still sticks with me, which is, it's about the journey, not the destination. Mm. And that's just it. For me, It's I've made this very much about the journey. I will end up where I need to be. And if I need to shift gears, I will do that. Uh, so it's very much just... Uh, choosing a location from my heart by feel. And I mean, following my heart has been not just amazing to get into this lifestyle, but in February, 2020, I decided because I felt I wanted to go to New Zealand. I went mm -hmm. to New Zealand and of all places in the world to be stuck for the pandemic for two years, I was stuck in New Zealand. <laughs> we had no COVID for the first year. Um, so, you know, <laughs> following your heart definitely puts you where you need to be. <laughs> Yes, I like that perspective. That's really good. It kind of takes the stress out of it too. Like, oh, where do I need to go? You know, but you just do what feels right. That's good. Yep. I'm curious about your takeaways for this. So people that are travelers, what would you say is your biggest takeaway? And then people that don't really want to be a traveler, but want to pursue some other dream and take a courageous step, if you could answer those. <laughs> There's so many takeaways from, from traveling because it really puts you in touch with who you are at the, at your essence. And if you've ever felt disconnected from yourself and you've wanted more meaning in your life, I think full-time travel is an absolute must. Um, you will tap into your inner resourcefulness. Your intuition mm -hmm. becomes really strong, especially as a solo traveler, because especially as a solo female traveler, we have to be 
more mindful perhaps than other categories of traveler and your intuition, like you just learn to rely on your intuition and it is such a gift to be able to feel it and know that you're in touch with it and following it and things work out well when you listen to your intuition. So those are a few takeaways for the travelers. I would say, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that's perfect because especially with travel, everything around you is changing your circumstances, all those things, but you're the one that's staying constant. So that makes sense that you would get more in tune with yourself or need to focus on that intuition. So I liked that takeaway. That's all I was going to say. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfectly said. <laughs> that's exactly because, you know, they say you, you can't run away from yourself. <laughs> you can yes. run away, but you come with yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So, which is why, by the way, this is not a choice for someone that's trying to run away from something because, mm. You won't. And uh, whatever issues you're having in your life, maybe you don't like your boss, maybe, you know, whatever it is, you're going to meet similar people as you travel and the same issues will come up. So you need to be brave and be ready to face them and ask yourself, like, what am I doing that's attracting these situations to myself that I don't like? And what do I need to change about how I respond to them or how I avoid even getting into them? So that's the interesting dynamic. For someone that wants to pursue a passion, um, that's another, it's very related. And I think in terms of, you know, so, so when I was in corporate, I, um, I also did the coaching on the side and I actually Mm. was, um, out earning myself and my business, um, from my, compared to my corporate job, which was like, wow, it was just lots of insights flooded in about, you know, money and time and, you know, value. So I guess the question that I think is worth asking is, you know, when you look back at your life and this really got me part was one of the first things that started me shifting. Um, there was that person that wrote, uh, I think she interviewed people on their, uh, you know, in hospice about mm-hmm. their five biggest regrets about their life. And, you know, when you, for me, I, I remember thinking when I'm 90 and I look back at my life, <laughs> am I going to be okay remembering that I just stayed in corporate or am I going to always ask what if? Mm-hmm. And I had this fear of reaching 90 and regretting that I had never tried. And mm-hmm. so I would say if your heart is pulling you somewhere, usually the thing is usually your heart wants you to do something that seems crazy. Hey, quit your job and travel. That's crazy. (laughs) So so make it normal that what your heart wants, your mind is uncomfortable with, and there's a big comfort zone gap. And so if you can um, take steps to bridge that gap, take a step that's uncomfortable so that your comfort zone gets bigger, because then your comfort zone eventually will reach the point where you're ready to just pursue your passion and do it. Yes, that's so good. Because yeah, if we're not taking action, then our dreams just get put away again. And then we're just still stuck doing what we're doing. So I love that. Take action. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your insights. I love this so much. Before I go, the question I always ask people, and I'm sorry, I didn't ask you before, but was what is your favorite inspirational quote? Or oh, one of them. I know there's so many. There are so many um, from, well, I've you know, one of the quotes um, that really resonated with me during my travels is um not all who wander are lost yes i love that i do too (laughs) yep and like you said it's about the journey not the destination so i love it 
Okay, well, thank you. And um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you more or learn more about what you're doing? Sure. The best way is just come to my website, um, which is heatherbegins.com. And mm -hmm. all of my contact information is there. And also, if you are interested in learning more about full-time travel, I have a Facebook group with over 3,000 people um, called Full-Time Travelers and Nomads, and you're welcome to join. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Yep. Okay, these are the toddler rules I came up with, and it goes without saying that I do love my toddler, and there are very many great aspects of his personality, but lately I've been annoyed, so this is my list. If you're told no, keep asking, just to make sure the answer hasn't changed. When you're given instructions, do the exact opposite. Bedtime is playtime. Drag it out as long as you can. Throw a tantrum whenever things don't go precisely how you expected. For example, if your cat cheats in the game you're playing. If your 120 color box of colored pencils doesn't have the hamburger bun color. Or if you ask for milk and get milk instead of juice, just to name a few. Insist on doing everything all by myself, especially when you're clearly incapable. Pretend you didn't hear the request to clean up your toys. When you find something that annoys either or both parents, do it repeatedly. Demand attention in any way you can get it, being super sweet, acting out, or even hanging on your parents' limbs. Do what you gotta do. Make a total mess any chance you get. Ask for the same book, same song, same game, over and over and over again to your heart's content. If you're asked your preference, say one thing and then change your mind at the most inconvenient time. Add the word why to every response that comes out of your parents' mouths. Remain inconsolable if the particular pajamas, cup, toy, etc. are not available for your immediate use. And last, stubborn is your new middle name. I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Again, please share it so I can widen my audience pool. And have a lovely week. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at AS4Adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. For me, um, I went to Iceland in 2017 um, when I, I had committed to quit and I had a trip to Iceland. So I was January and I quit later in the year, but uh, I went to Iceland for the second time. And I saw the Northern Lights um, for the first time mm. and it wowed me so much. I didn't want to come home. <sighs> and of course I had to come home because I had all these responsibilities that I had created. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I came home reluctantly. And so I regretted, I regretted it in the plane ride. I regretted it when I got home. And for the first time in my life, I booked a flight right back to Iceland the next day. Wow. I just was like, if I'm going to quit, I need to show that I'm really ready to do this and start doing some stuff that I think is crazy. So, you know, I called my boss, said, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Uh, I'll be gone in the next couple of days. I'm, I got the taxi to the airport. I'm like, mom, sorry, I got, I'm here, but I'm leaving again. <laughs> um, and wouldn't you know it, fate rewarded me with like, I had a, a row to myself, um, used miles to get there. In the row behind me is a guy that 
booked his flight. I booked mine one day ahead of time. He had booked that flight eight hours ahead of time for the same reason as me, just to go check out like the Northern Lights again. So I'm like, great, there's other people out there. That's a big one, right? Surrounding yourself with other people that have do the things that you think are crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, so that's kind of the the first, and then I saw the Northern Lights again um, in it. I saw them dance, which I hadn't seen the the second, you know, the first time.